Hey guys, and welcome to our new podcast. My name is Claudine. My name is Zen, and this is A Tale of Drooping Eyes. This is a podcast about Filipino culture, the Filipino diaspora, and the Filipino experience. That this podcast actually um, creates space or venue for for all of us to share those experiences, you know, no matter how far we are from each other geographically, no matter how different our backgrounds are, but as Filipinos that we find a common ground and something, you know, just a commonality, despite different experiences being in a, you know, in a new country. Um, so yeah, so that is, um, I think, probably one of the reasons why I was interested to start this this podcast to begin with you know like it's going to be a learning process being a Filipino in the Philippines is completely different from completely different here when you're young and now that you know I have a totally different life now you know it's it's learning about I'm not maybe (laughs) (laughs) no we will not reveal our age in this episode um for me what motivated me to do is just you know I came here when I was eight, um, pero like, alam mo, umuwi ako ng Philippines like every yeah. year. Um, and for me, it's, I needed to figure out a way how to still stay in touch, stay connect. You know, I live in San Francisco, so, you know, super daming Pinoy dito, which is really nice. Yeah. Pero at the same time, what is my personal relationship with Filipinas um, and kind of getting to know more of the stuff I missed out on because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're when, when you are educated in the Philippines, Filipino history is something that's very ingrained in you in school, you know, your mm-hmm. activities and stuff like that. Um, pero when you grow up here in the United States, I think you have to make an extra effort to really try to uh, reach out and um, find out more things about what it means to be Filipino specifically for you, you know? Yeah, because you're not going to have tinikling classes or you know joining um dance groups and you're only yeah, or like, like folk, you know, all month folk dances yeah. exactly so no i i can't imagine how i don't know if, if difficult is the word or maybe confusing it was for you um since you were going back and forth you know philippines and u.s and having one parent in in the philippines another parent in the u.s was what how was that experience like um, you know, there's definitely a, a feeling of feeling a little bit fractured. Um, and it's something that I don't yeah. think no matter how much time you are in the United States, for me, at least, I never will forget the Philippines, especially because I, you know, I still go home at least once a year. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it's like, um, I'm tied. <laughs> is, do you I'm still tied consider to the Philippines? Do you still consider it as home or San Francisco is home to you? Because you started your life there now. You have your own space and your job and, you know, your dog. My so, puppy. Yeah. Uh, so what is home for you? Is it there or is it Puerto, where we grew up? Yeah. I mean, I don't, that's a really loaded question. I honestly, mm-hmm. till, till this day, I probably still don't know. I feel like it's. Yeah kind of like a feeling in your heart at this point, you know? Um, Pero it's like, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you leave the Philippines and you're in the U.S., you know, you've been here for a week 
And if you've spent a longer time in the Philippines, like three mm-hmm. months to a year, it almost feels like your body, your 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 soul, your kaluluwa is still in the Philippines, even though your physical body is in the U.S. Na, you know, yeah. just that type of adjustment, you know. Um, yeah. And and it happens to me every time. Yeah. U.S. after you go just a little vacation in the Philippines, you know, you always wonder. Maybe yeah. I should just live in the Philippines. <laughs> Um, I, I find it really particularly challenging because, you know, I still have really close family members in Pilipinas. So for yeah. me, the fact that they're not accessible at the time, you know, whenever I want to, I can't just jump on a, you know, direct flight, mm-hmm. pal. Shout out, yeah. shout out to pal. Uh, <laughs> sponsor <laughs> mo kami, please. You know, um, you know, you can't just jump on a direct flight to the Philippines yeah. and then you know your relatives pick you up sa, sa Naiya. Parang, yeah. parang we really don't have All that. that's gone right All now. All that's gone. All we have right is... Right now, yes. yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's particularly harder for me as well. Um, I just got here 2015 and I've never been home since. See, I still call Philippines my home because... Mm-hmm. I grew up there and I, I finished school there. So it is still like home. It is still home for me. But um, then your experience is really different, right? Because yeah. not only did you just go from PI to, you know, um, where you currently are in the East Coast in the U.S., but you also did uh, Europe. I call it Zena's Europe tour, um, you know, where, she, where, where you went to school. Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> Where you went to Europe as well. You lived there for a little bit. You finished school yeah. there. So that's a really different experience because I feel like you have more of like a global um, perspective in terms of like, you know, hindi lang parang polar, mm-hmm. parang du- duality ng Pinas at, yeah. uh, Pinas at US. You also have really experiences of like living in Europe and doing a lot of traveling too in between. Yeah, I think um, that all started just growing up in the just growing up in Portugalera you know and since it's a tourist spot and we saw different cultures different colors of people visiting our beaches and I felt like that opened up my mind that there's something more that there's something beyond the oceans (laughs) and then that actually encouraged me to like hey maybe I could you know learn different languages too or like speak you know, the way that, like, it's like magic hearing French, you know, it's like music. So I'm like, yeah. maybe I could do something like that. Although at that time, my parents were more interested of me getting into science courses, like um, the Basa Philippines one in the Nurse. 90s, like nursing. Medicine. Yes. Yeah, medicine. But I switched. <laughs> I switched and I, I was um, more interested in cultures and stuff. So I feel like everything started, like the seed of it all started in Puerto Galera. Funny enough, now from there, it 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 brought me to where I am now. Right. Um, just having open eyes to what's beyond the border. You know what I mean? And then and then I feel like the most notable thing that I could share, I think, remember also experiencing, you know, immigration here and then in, in, in Europe and and traveling throughout Asia is is the paperwork. <laughs> it's a it's a, yeah it's a lot like it's a lot because you take care of your philippine paperwork and then your u.s ones and then european and, and mix it's it all to, together hard to lakad right the la yung, yung paglalakad yeah. mo ng, pa, ng papeles sa Pagla, yeah Crazy. Exactly. and the money and and how much it costs so i think it's the it's how stressful it was that 
you know, like I'm very fluid. I feel like and uncertain. I could adopt easily. But the I'm hardest part, then. yeah. But it's the hardest part, surprisingly, is is not trying to adapt, but it's actually the paperwork. So, um, well, it's like vacation, right? Like, like the hardest part about vacation is the plan. Funny. Not that it's like vacation; it's actually the opposite of vacation. But, um, yeah. they don't make it easy. Nobody yeah. makes it easy. There's, there's like yeah. besides like maybe the Philippines who like allow a lot of people to come and visit. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. They don't make it easy for Filipinos to go abroad or to, no. uh, you know, to, to, to be able to migrate. But, yeah, you know, Zen, no. Zen kept mentioning Puerto Galera. So just a little background um, between us. So, you know, we're good friends. We're best friends. We grew up together in a small town, a port town called Puerto Galera in the Philippines. So it's part of the island of Mindoro. Um it's Particular really up? hard. It's hard for me to explain. Maybe Zen, you can what explain it, it better. How it's literally like Jurassic Park, like a a, a place lost in time. A nice one. A nice one. <laughs> Walang dinosaurs, pero no dinosaurs, unfortunately. Um, but madam, yeah. So it's it's a tourist spot now. Actually, like Claudine said, it's part of Oriental Mindoro. It's not very far from Manila, which is the capital of the Philippines. It's um maybe four two hours. hours. Four is it sabi ko two hours <laughs> now. Is it four Oh my gosh, you see you know it better than I do. But um traffic kasi. So from Manila <laughs> you go bus, you you ride the bus to go to Batangas and then you ride the boat which takes an hour and a half, two hours. Um, so it's it's pretty close to Manila, considering um, yeah, closer than Palawan or Boracay, right? Yeah, way closer. But um, yeah, we speak Tagalog there. So if if you notice my Tagalog accent, it's because of our very deep Tagalog um, <laughs> Tagalog our accent in Mindoreño. Can you try? Can you try one um, sentence? Okay, so Mindoro accent would be like, ano baga ano bang nangyari sa EU? Oh, anyway, so Tagalog Tagalog is the um um mother tongue, mother language in the Philippines. Um but it's Philippines is an archipelago, so it's com- composed of 7,107 islands. So you can imagine how many languages were spoken in the Philippines. We have like, what, 160, 170 languages? A lot. Um, a lot. So Tagalog in different accents, and then we have Cebuano, we have Ilocano. So it's a melting pot. Like um, it's it's a melting. It's just different cultures, different ways of how we dress. Of um, our religions are different from the south to the northern part of the Philippines. So it's exciting to just you know us be coming from a melting mixed plate, mixed plate, and then now we're both here trying to like figure it out. Another again. mixed plate. Yeah. So so basically the podcast, what you're gonna expect is just you know us sharing those experiences, like moving from a mixed plate to another mixed, mixed plate. place area. Maybe we should call the podcast to... mixed plate. 
Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello. It's like a really famous dessert in the Philippines. Super, There's super still time. Sad. Maybe we'll edit it so it's the hello, hello podcast. Yeah. <laughs> pero, you know, a tale of two penises is cute. So, um, yeah. But you know, that's our background. Our our moms are best friends. Um, you know, we grew up in a really small island. Um, at least when we were young, it was really, really rural. Now it's really like a, a local tourist spot. But when mm-hmm. we were younger, it was mostly um, a dive site in Asia. So we had a lot of yeah. Europeans come to go diving. We have honestly one of the most amazing like coral reef system. If yeah. may natirapa, if there's still any left, you know, with the pollution. yeah, and it's called Puerto Galera because it's the port of galleons. As many of you know, the Philippines was colonized by the Spanish for 300 years. So they, however, like. Even though it's so like far from the city, the Spanish still came to that area. Yeah. That's why it's called Puerto Galera, Port of Galleons. And then, uh, and yeah, Mindoro. Called... Mindoro is actually Mina de Oro, which is Mina de Oro. What is that gold, mountain of gold? Gold mine. Yeah. Gold mine. Mina yeah. So it's very so Philippines. That's King Philip. So it's very, uh, very Spanish in a way. Like our language was. Um, is very mixed with Spanish as well, just because of the colonization and and um, Puerto, like that's where we grew up. And um, we're going to discuss those things, you know, like colonization and how it affects our society now and how it affects Claudine and I, even <laughs> in Claudine the current affected. No, even in the current, you know, social yeah. um, or, then- or just our lifestyle, you know, how we, how we see ourselves in the world, you know, and that I think like our past, our history still is connected to that. Yeah, absolutely. And then maybe, you know, we, we would love to feature other Pinoy stories of, of other people living abroad as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, basically just catalog catalog these Pinoy stories. You know, that's why it's called The Tale of Two Pinoys. This is our life. This is our story. Um, but we also would like to, you know, really talk about, you know, we'd love suggestions if there's anything that you guys feel like we should talk about. Um, and definitely, hopefully, we'll be able to interview a few people too, some, some really cool people um, in future episodes. And finally, uh, find, find this, you know, people we can relate to as well, you know, because yeah. especially now during the pandemic, it gets pretty lonely sometimes. Like for me, I work from home. Family. You have a pretty big yeah. family, right? So how what are you yeah. doing in the pandemic? Most of them are in the PI. Most of them are in the PI. So what Most are you of that yeah, all of them? All are. of them. Um, yeah. so you know, what have you been doing to stay in touch? Especially, you know, you're living out there in West Virginia, you know, um lang ang Pinoy don. Like what are you doing to stay, you know, sane um and connect with fam- uh, family? It's funny because um technology has always been there um in the you know, in the past years, it's so easy for me to call them Viber, um, Messenger. But what's funny is like when the pandemic started, we got even closer. Um, and um, we have our own group chats, we talk almost every day, everyone's just online all the time, I could just text anytime, even with the time difference, everyone, everyone's just online, I could call my mom anytime, and she would answer, oh, you know, it definitely calls me at the most ungodliest hour. And I'm <laughs> Uh, it's literally 3 a.m. Like, yeah. so yeah, everyone's oh my gosh, I still talk to my friends in high school, you know, Jem and Welsh, and Welsh is also um, yeah. living in Europe now, and Jem is in the Philippines, but we stay in touch. Um, it's my just friends, so easy now, it's yeah, so it's easy. just so easy, and it's hard that I can't see them. Um, 
since I got here, well, 2015 is when I got here the the last month, I think it was December 2015 when I first got it, and I've never been home since. So it's pretty hard um, missing friends and family, you know, have, being a new mom and being away from them. And, and um, especially I think when about you come that from, all the time. Especially when you come from such a traditional Filipino family where everyone's really close, like you guys – Zen's not kidding. She literally has like five siblings. 500. <laughs> and, you know, they're really, really close. I grew up with all of them. So I can't even imagine what it's like to, for them to all be together. And then, mag-isaka here. You're here by yourself. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah. In that regard, I've, I've always been ready. I knew when I was in college that I wanted to explore. You know, like I was still in college and I was wanted to experiment. Experiment. I'm just joking. The, yeah, the experiment and um <laughs> wait long no distract call. But um no, but yeah, ever since college I was already emailing freaking Oprah to you know to I remember get that. me scholarship a scholarship. You know, I was very, very eager with my plans and so I knew that. I wanted to see what's outside the Philippines. So I knew that that's part of it, you know, being away from family. But um, it's just a bit harder right now because you know that you can't go home because you're not allowed to. I think there's ways for you to go home, but I think you have to like, you know, it has to be like special case-by-case basis, like by a Philippine embassy. Um, And it's harder because I have a baby now. You know, it's with with the pandemic, um, and they haven't even tested don't the risk it. On, on children. So, you know, we don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. But I do know that how important do you yeah. think it is to be to be raising a Filipina child here in the U.S.? How important do you think it is for you to stay in touch with your culture so that she is kind of in touch with her culture <laughs> through you? Um. It starts with the language, I think, and the music that she hears. I try to incorporate Bahai Kubo whenever I can, even though she says no sometimes. I um I play Bahai Kubo in Alexa. Alexa recognizes Bahai Kubo actually. Plays Bahai Kubo. So I do that in language. Um she understands Kilikili with Ilao and you know the small things like that. I feel like it starts there. Um, but it's it's also a bit harder in a sense because Marco is also mix you know marco is also an immigrant so it's that's a different husband. language that's her baby father y'all oh, yeah. baby father meet my baby father <laughs> but yeah so um he's mixed too so it's like it's we're, we're yeah so like raising mixed a child play. with very different backgrounds is very interesting being first like being a mom for the first time is already hard enough and then secondly like trying to instill those values still you know Filipino values and Marcos as well um at the same time in a different space or in different environment is um especially challenging because I won't be able to control what she sees in school or you know what she learns what she absorbs she's gonna speak English um more than Tagalog yeah but you know I remember when I was like maybe nine, 10, a little mm-hmm. bit after I came here, I, you know, my, um, my mom is, is Chinese. So in the household, when we lived with her family here, when we first got to the U.S., they usually more, more speak um, Fujianese or Hokkien in the household, Ooh. a little bit of Tagalog and mo- mostly English, yeah. right? So because there wasn't a lot of space for me to be able to speak Tagalog, 
I started to forget about it. And I remember calling my dad on the phone and being ashamed of the fact that I kind of was mm-hmm. losing it. So my dad basically said to me that if you want to speak to me, you have to speak in Tagalog, right? Like ca- ca- kind of like not not mean, but it kind of like in a way like it had, it had to challenge you. me to retain yeah. my language um, because I think you know, pag umuwi ako, parang, parang turista na nga ako with my kilos and, you know, yeah. with, with my kind of mannerisms. Yeah. I think hindi ako marunong magtagalog pa rin, I would still yeah. feel even more lost. Um, yeah. not, and that's not to say that pe- Filipinos who don't speak Tagalog uh, are, are, are at a place where they're missing out on anything. You know, I think to be yeah. culturally Filipino is something that's like in your heart. In your heart. But yeah. I think I think language is important. It's like being Latino and going to Latin America and being able to speak yes. the language as well. So I think yeah. we have to instill that in in, in our future generations. But it's really hard. No. no, it's hard already in the Philipp- here in the US, but I noticed that the younger generation in the Philippines as well is having a hard time retaining Tagalog, retaining yeah, the language. There's English speaking kids. That's that's insane to me. Isn't well, yeah. you know, we can we we can go a look in another episode about how colonialism to this yeah. day is still a huge factor affecting in how, us. Uh, yeah. is, is how it's affecting us, right? So affecting us economically as a country, affecting us socially, how we see ourselves in the Philippines and how we see ourselves abroad, affecting us in so many ways, like our religious beliefs and everything so yeah we can talk about that uh in the next episode because it's it's a loaded topic as well colonization from the spanish japanese americans and all that but that makes that just makes us unique i think like we should carry that as a good thing despite you know the the dark stuff that happens. <laughs> so, there is dark. There is dark stuff. You know, we're not just all karaoke and lumpia. Yeah. Like there's, there's a dark parts of Philippine yeah. history for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, well, let's try to see the good in that. You know, we've already passed it. Uh, it's still part, like you said, it's still ingrained in our society right now, and it's sad. But let's also try to look at the positive side of it. You know. Because we're already here. What else? We can't change it anymore that it yeah. happened to us. So we're going to discuss all that. Yeah. And I will also say that, like, there's no prouder people than Pinoy people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're, like, a little bit Filipino, I feel like everyone's really proud to be Filipino, even if there are some internalized self-hatred <laughs> within our culture. But I think on at least on the surface level, we're... we're Filipinos are really proud to be Filipino. They love Filipino food. They love their culture, especially... Yeah. Hello, I live in San Francisco. Like, yeah, like you know, the joke is when you land at the airport in San Francisco, you get confused because you think you just turned around the plane and came back. Oh, really? Yeah, right? Like a joke. You're just um, back. Yeah, I remember I was there, and then um, everyone just speaks Tagalog, which is fun. Um, no, yeah, totally. So you're gonna expect a lot of those topics from our podcast. You know, just our different experiences immigrating here and. And how was how is it like for us back then in the Philippines? And you know the challenges we have to face now. Now that I have a kid, you know, raising in the U- raising a kid in the U.S. and and all those experiences just combined, hoping that we get to share them to you guys and we get to hear your stories as well. Um, that's my main thing. Like I really wanted to do this because I want to find 
my people you know like my community online. yeah your niche our people um, yeah I'm sure there's there's so many Filipinas out there that are just like are they experiencing the same thing the that same. I am exactly you know what I mean am I, am I the only sad person right now like <laughs> missing missing lechon <laughs> no it's fine i know because i ordered um filipino shit online by the way i just discovered it from facebook shout so it out so maybe we can get of- sponsored shout out mo panda pack <laughs> shout out to panda pack panda sponsor, pack if you want to sponsor be a sponsor of the, the, of the Tale of Tupanize podcast. Yes, please. So I ordered a box of stuff. I ordered sinigang, everything food. So I'm excited. So just tell me what you had because I won't get jealous because I'll get mine soon. Well, I had um, Pinoy barbecue with turon. Okay, I hate you. Bye. <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> I told you. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's definitely two, two, two different experiences you know but we always come to a lot of agreements we always have stuff that regardless of she came here 2015 but isms you know what i mean stuff that you can relate with other filipinos when you're abroad like um yeah that's what's so special about us too like when you see a filipino in metro like a stranger you're just Automatically, where are you working? And just like, do you want to join the, you know, have dinner with us tonight? You know, it's just like an instant connection, whether you're in Hong Kong or you're in Paris or in New York, when you see a Filipino, it's just an easy connection. I don't know what it is, but we're just so family oriented and we're just so, so like our hearts are always like, parang close ano, to parang home, we're wherever so you are. We're so uhaw yeah. for another Filipino. Uhaw is- thirsty, by the way. We're really thirsty for that for that Filipino connection, you know? Um, Do you think it's like we're it's because we're so emotional and we're so just. What is it then? Why is it? Because not other Asians are like that or not, you know, Western people aren't like that. But like my my um Western friends noticed is noticed is is noticed it as well. That it, we're just even though it's a stranger, it's just an instant connection. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we are really, really starved for community, right? Like, I think I've told you this before, that even Americans themselves feel displaced in their own making of their own community, right? But um, it's, in America, it's really hard to have a sense of belonging. Um, so I think when we see another Filipino, it's like, you know, it's a Filipina, sure, like, you know, your kapitbaha, you know, your neighbors, you know, your, um, you know... Uh, si Aling Piling na nagbebenta yeah. ng bibingka. You know what I mean? You, you know, you know, you know everybody. Things. You know everybody. We don't have that here, so I think we try to create that. We try to always foster, um, yeah, relationships with other That's, Filipinos. Yeah, here in West Virginia, it's it's the Bible Belt. You know, it's very conservative and they're very family oriented too. I'm very surprised too. Like I love my neighbors. My neighbors would exchange like carrots and. Oh, cabbages cute. with me with their gardens backyard gardens and and I love that about West Virginia as well um I did I didn't expect that where people here would just call me like hey dear or you know honey you know I like your shoes today you know things like that and yeah, they're really sweet to have that southern hospitality yeah they they really do to know 
and maybe see from my eyes at least living here that they are very loving and family oriented like it's so cozy you have no idea like they would they're just so welcoming you know and and that makes me that makes it easier for me um living here because like you said we 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 try to connect you know we try to find that family feeling that's why it's so easy to like say hi to a stranger filipino but then it's the same here for me i think it's it's a bit easier just because um west virginians um by nature are also very family oriented like us sponsored ka ba ng west virginia <laughs> parang feeling ko sponsored actually, ka ng west va eh. well actually when it, when they the west virginia's me, for lovers when they interviewed me in paris for my for my ano residency for my immigration they're like why west virginia you're doing travel um, management so why choose to live in west virginia and then I'm like, I don't know. And then the, the visa officer actually said that, that maybe you could be the next director of the tourism um, department in West Virginia. And now I'm doing it. So it's like destiny. <laughs> but I'm always honestly trying to like scoot her closer to the West Coast. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. 12 hours flight to the Philippines from LA. <laughs> All my friends are there. Like you were there and my college friends there and and more food options there so i but it's just crazy expensive though it's expensive better you only live once <laughs> you know like <laughs> this yolo but hey i uh, i read somewhere american airlines is now transitioning their main asian hub from lax originally now in so in california they're moving it to dfw which is in texas um so it's easier for me to go to southeast asia i think well that they're doing that i hope by may or april we can go (laughs) now yeah i think we could go on and on forever about you know Mm -hmm. all the stuff that that makes us authentically or inauthentically or whatever being filipino actually means um and we're just really excited to 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 you know maybe talk about some really hard topics as well you know they're like the toxic mental health for example yeah all the stuff that is kind of a heavy topic we definitely want to um you know in the context of of being filipino and stuff like that the good and the bad the ugly the good the bad yeah so um hopefully um this first episode gave you a glimpse of we are our background even though see lip lang counting glimpse lang but um and you guys are not like these two are fucking crazy like what are they talking about but it's fine if they call us crazy because it's a little bit true so yeah it's true we're definitely but um yeah but thank you for listening um our first episode we're so excited we got topics lined up um we have we're thinking of interviewing other like-minded pinoys or not like even not pinoys but you know people who have who are interested to know more about our culture so hopefully um we get to do another episode if time permits and if we (laughs) really like we have to, you know, we have such crazy schedules. Also, we yeah. have like three hours time difference. So by the time I'm off work, she's literally like so like patulug So we really, we're trying to carve out space and time in our lives because this is really mm-hmm. important to us. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a need for it. And and hopefully, ang, ang wish ko lang is that talagang yung mga Pilipino 
from places are, are able to access this, you know, just for them to be able to access something that's familiar. It's just, you know. No, totally. Yeah. If I, if I knew if there was something like this when I got here, it would have been, would have felt nice, you know, yeah. to, to have an hour, 40 minutes to an hour of listening to just Quentuhan, like you're part of it, like, like a barcada. And I hope that this gives you that feeling, you know, the comfort, you know, just having Quentuhan with us, you know, halo halo um, cuento with us. Halo halo cuento with us. But also, <laughs> originally, kami, nag- we were talking about the podcast and she's like, you know, I know, like, medyo bakya yung Tagalog mo, so I'm gonna speak a lot of Tagalog, and then you're gonna speak a lot of English. English. Pero yeah. feeling ko ako yung Tagalog this whole time. <laughs> feeling ko, hindi, nahihiya kasi ako na, ano, nasabi ko, let's make a Taglish, because I don't speak English really well, and then she speaks English perfectly, so let's just do a Taglish. So, you know, people, you know, people like, me who don't who don't speak very well English could just be like oh nasa kwentuhan lang tayo sa together the only reason you don't speak English is because you're literally a French person no. <laughs> Tagalog Tagalog through and through but, you know yeah. just stay, stay tuned we will have a new episode um, next week and um, mm-hmm. you know we're gonna have a couple of topics um, but you know DM us um, we'll have a Instagram page so you guys can reach out to us mm-hmm. and maybe connect and, and, and suggest some topics that we could go over um, we'd love Exciting. to build this community with all of you guys and Mukbang together. <laughs> mukbang together. Oh yeah, is that even allowed? Can we do like mukbang in podcasts, or that's no. kind of disgusting? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm 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 addicted to watching mukbang, but I'm just like, why do these sounds like appeal to me? They're literally like slurpy. Yeah, well, no, not I. No, that doesn't appeal to me. What appeals to me is just seeing the food. Like how like how, visually, how like oh my god, the Jollibee spaghetti is so good right now, but not the sound. That's why I feel like it's a bit disgusting. Oh, but... you're gonna hate it. I my, there's a Jollibee literally maybe seven minutes from me. It's a drive-through, so it's like completely pandemic-proof, you know, mom sir. Yeah, well, this is Claudine and this is Zen, and this is again a tale of two pinnies, and we're so excited for the future. Thanks for listening and. Hey guys, welcome to our new pad <laughs> pad tie. Is sorry, start over. No. Hail to the no, no. <laughs> Rams is at the door crying. Ikaw muna, ikaw, ikaw muna. So ano ga? <laughs> no, but we're Hey guys, wait, can you hear Rams breathing? Sure, okay. Wait long. One, two, three, go. A, A tale, tale of two, two penais. So, ka taglish, di ba? Opo. A lot of <laughs> noise everywhere. So, <laughs> a world, a world of penoise. Um, exactly. Every day besides and Simbangabe. Simbangabe. Is where you want to see and be seen. Oh my god! <laughs> he, literally the social event where you want to be seen by your crush. It's at it's the Simbang Gabi. Gabi.
Yes, because it's in Bangabe. They want to see in BC. Special scene for they both adults. Bit. Yeah, for adults and the young <laughs> for ones. For adults, children, anti-social scene. Sanay mm-hmm. na siya sa America. American is spoken English. Dollar is spoken English. Pero at this there's this dollar is spoken English. Dollar. Um, pero at the same. Cut natin ah, yung marami like. We're not. We're also gonna tackle. Wait, what? Can um, we promise? Na marami tayong interview. We're still. Oh, oh madami, madami na. My lover. <laughs> My lover. A tale of two, two penis. Nice. <laughs> Conyo and Conyo in Spanish means it's genitals. <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say like a straight like fat. Really? That's what it means. <laughs>